0: Okay, I'm just doing a little quick review of this wacky, wacky weekend. Um, I don't want to say I told you so, but holy cow, I told me so. I told me more than I knew. To be honest, I, I can't believe what happened. I mean, I knew it was going to be wacky. I, I figured we were going to head. To, it was going to be wacky. I mean, it's been a wacky regular season. Look, at it, everything's wack in football. I, I spell it W-H-A-C-K. Find out why I did that. Yeah, this is why. Punch you in the face? No, I am just kidding. I am going to punch Romo in the face. No, I'm just- <laughs> anyways, uh, if you guys saw my little Romo uh, podcast there. I-, I like the guy, you know. As I said in my second one, it's just um, dude, lay off the double coverage on Kelsey and Hill. Okay, man, not everything's double coverage. Two deep zone cover two, man on man. All right, now I am getting obsessed with that. But anyways, yeah, it's not double. But anyway. Uh no, because you know in football I just like to say whack with a W H A because it's an aggressive it's a game so to me it's never football's not a I played I played it I played it in college high school didn't make the pros you know but I didn't but anyways um no but I uh you get whacked <laughs> okay so there's not anything if you look up the definition of wacky with the W A C K you know the the that definition it's kind of a funny but crazy kind of thing that happened. And I forget, you can look it up. They have, there's different definitions, but it's always like a, almost like a silliness to it. And I'm telling you right now, when you're on that football field, there's nothing silly about it. And anybody who's played will tell you that. <laughs> um, so I don't want to make it like, so I don't use the word like it's, you're really correctly, you're supposed to, you know, the conformist way is to say W-A-C-K. And I say W-H-A-C-K, which makes it look like Dude, that's that, that that's not how you use that word, but that's how I use it. Because football sh- would never have a W A C K in it. It doesn't. It just doesn't f- fit for me. So I use it as wacky because it is crazy. And from our fan point of view, sitting on the sofa, and if someone's drinking a beer and whacked out that way, <laughs> you know someone's drunk. No, but I'm just saying. You know, you're watching it as a fan. Yeah, it can be funny and silly and all that, but it's never like that on the field. So that's why I use W H. A-C-K-Y. So there you go. I'm not, you know, I'm aware of the words I'm using. Second of all, but I'm not always aware of what I'm saying, as you saw with the Bradford, um, Bearford. What was I saying the other day? Uh, I don't know what I got Sam Bradford on the mind. Um, Because he had a, he could move the ball. He could move a little bit. Chip Kelly took him, but he wasn't like a dual threat. So he sort of reminds me of Stafford. And of course, it sounds the same. Um, But they're two different quarter. I mean, Stafford is a total... I liked actually Stafford to me. I've always liked Stafford. I've always liked him. And uh, people criticize him a lot over his career. I I found him... I mean, I don't blame... I mean, now you might say, oh, it's easy for you to say now. Well, I liked him years ago. I've always liked him. I'm not... I, I wasn't sure that McVeigh did the right thing there. I mean, I don't know. I mean... There's other guys out there you could have gotten, but it, it, he's, I, I think Stafford's a really good quarterback. He's always been. He's a top notch quarterback. Great arm. He's, he can decipher the passing game. He's great on the blitz. He can move a little bit. Bradford had some talents too, of course, but he had more injury issues. I don't think he could move quite as well as Stafford. He could move a little bit too. Um, and I don't want to get into these comparisons, it's, it's not what this is about. Anyway. Um, but hopefully i 'll say the names right, and as far as getting the pronunci- pronunciations right, I uh, just forget it that 's not going to happen anytime soon uh, woods that one 's for you Daboo. <laughs> Okay, and I'm not talking Dabo Sweeney. I'm trying to say Brian the (laughs) But anyways, you guys, inside jokes. My buddy Chris and I used to break down and analyze and put out stuff about tennis. And we were like, thank God we're not on TV because you get these tennis names from all over the world. And we we just started saying things like, I won't even tell you what we said for Hercog." We'll just leave it at that. It's a lady with H-E-R-S. C-O-G. And we'll just leave it at that. Anyway, um, okay. The funny game. I mean, I'm, I'm being wacky guys. Why not? What a wacky weekend. What, um, and, and it came in the weekend before I was just a weekend late. I mean, a weekend, I was a little bit too early, like everything power spread. I was yelling power spread about 10 years ahead. Um, but you know, I, I don't even know now that people are going to still, at least I'm seeing some power spread terminology out there. Um, but no, uh, yeah, it was just a weekend ahead. Last weekend, the first weekend, couldn't have been more boring in a way. We had one decent game, two close games, whatever. A lot of the home teams' favorites won. I was going to go all, all, um, all in on all the road teams this time, and uh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't pull the trigger. And in fact, I almost won all home teams. And, and then as all the road teams won, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And, you know, I almost didn't pull the trigger on the Bengals. I mean, I almost had to go Titans. I re- my brain was really hitting me Titans. So many reasons why Titans. But honestly, there were, the, the way they were talking up guys coming back, it's so tricky when you're dealing with injuries. You don't know. You don't know these people. You don't know how they feel. You don't know how they're really doing. You're not at the practices. It's hard to know. Injuries are really tough. Um, especially now, when, when it used to be that certain people did PS concepts and others didn't, it wasn't such a big. Di- I mean, I could just pick the PS teams. I mean, I know you're going to allow Appalachian State beating Michigan. Power spread. Appalachian State was doing power spread. Michigan was old school. You know, so you could you could overcome talent. You could overcome. Now that everybody's doing power spread in some form, it, it's back to the talent again. The, the scheme areas have leveled off. Culture. You can look at the culture, but that's always tough. You're getting into a lot of things you don't know about. You're not there with the team. You're not in the offices with the management and all that. So there's a lot there, but. So culture is hard to talk. Schemes you can really decipher because you can watch the game and break it down and really see the scheme if you're good at it, whatever. The other thing is, um, so now that the schemes have leveled off a lot, it's back to talent again. But the talent's very level. I mean, you can see backups coming in and playing so great. I mean, and, and you can't even go by their draft pick status. It's hard to know. Guys mature late. There's all kinds of things that go into it. And then do they fit into the culture well? Do they fit into the scheme? So there's so much that goes into that. But it is back to talent a lot more because the schemes have leveled off. Everybody's doing power spread. But still, some people are doing much more than others, and some teams are... or or mixing it up more and whatever. So, But it's really who stays aggressive, which coaches, which coordinators stay aggressive with their schemes, with their philosophy. And yesterday, it was really frustrating to me because McDermott, going for it on fourth down in the beginning, okay, that's great, that's aggressive. It's almost a little over-aggressive, I thought. If he didn't get that first one, but he really trusts his players and Allen, great, okay? But then, you know, Late in the game, they were doing conservative things. Even on offense, they were starting to shut it down a little bit. Not a little bit. You're going to be like, what? But yeah, there was some like Romo pointed out. I agree. They, they could have done more. They could have had more points to Bills, um, And even the, the Chiefs, they were a little conservative on offense too. They could have had a lot more mixing with Mahomes and misdirection. But both of those offenses, for the most part, obviously – did well. A lot of the reasons the game was amazing yesterday with the Chiefs the, to end the crazy weekend the, with the Chiefs and the Bills is because those players played out of their mind. And that's the culture. That is the culture. But you have a strong philosophy of aggression. McDermott does. Andy Reid never did until lately. But McDermott even has a stronger one. I mean, he like, talks like a, we're aggressive and we're one unit, one heartbeat and all this kind of stuff. That's all great. But you didn't really live by it. And I, I don't want to, you know, McDermott to come and punch me in the face. But I'm just saying that, you know, um, you, know you, you did the fourth downs. That was great. You started off aggressive on offense, definitely. You backed off a little bit. But the offenses weren't the problem. I mean, look how many points. The players were amazing. All over the field were amazing. The defensive players played great. Even that guy Hughes who got burned. Hughes is a good cornerback. He just got burned by a great move. I mean, players were playing out of their mind. The defenses were horrendous. They totally backed off. Spagnuolo, after all that aggression last week, just mainly stayed in cover too a lot and he mixed it up more than that. He actually mixed it up more. McDermott and Leslie Frazier were even worse, and they do a nice matchup zone. That's not that aggressive. I mean, it's say It's sort of safe, but it's a nice. You need a lot of teamwork, and they've taught it really well, and the technique was fantastic, and I'm going to do a video on it because it was the video where Romo's saying it's double coverage. No, it's not. It's matchup zone. It's tricky to see. It's hard to tell that. It looks like a little like double, but it's not, and they have their eyes on Kelsey and and uh, Hill, of course, but you don't want to have your eyes on them too much. You get fooled by that. That's what happened to the Steelers in that big touchdown right before the uh, end of the half. Edmonds, the safety, totally left his zone because he was eyeing up Hill too much. You don't want to do it too much. It's got to stay in your zone. Wallace left his zone yesterday in his matchup to grab Kelsey, but you know there was no one over there, and he double-checked. He was looking around. They are taught so well. The technique is so great there. For Buffalo. So why don't you stay in that matchup zone? They went back to passive cover two with man under. Man under against these receivers. Now that is crazy. And I agree with Romo on that. Double cover or something. Do something. My God. But I would just stick with the matchup zone. I don't know what happened. and then as far- And they were probably worried they were going to get burned. That's the problem. And then that kick at the end. They kicked it off with 13 seconds into the end zone. Squib it. Why didn't they squib it and take time off the clock? They're they were nervous. They were nervous. You know, there's too much fear going on. By McDermott, yes, McDermott, who yells and screams aggression, but there was too much fear, and and then the, the Chiefs. A little bit conservative on offense, but again, I don't want to focus that the offenses did great. Let's not go there. There was still a good aggression on both sides of the offense, but the defense. Yeah, Spagnuolo scared of the Bills, scared of scared of Allen. He he schemed, scared. He did do a blitz. He did mix in some blitz and some coverage later. It was funny. Andy Reid at halftime said, "We have to keep mixing coverages." You really weren't mixing coverages that much. I think Andy Reid was trying to to bring that to be you know because it really was not much of a mix from Spagnuolo. Wow, he was so great. A week before but he wasn't scared of pittsburgh same with uh, buffalo they weren't scared of new england so again you tell me yeah it's easier to, it's easy for me to say i'm not the one out there but you got to stay aggressive man you uh, that would have either of those teams pull pump it up the aggression would have won that game without much of a problem and if both of them had been aggressive on d holy cow we would have had even better game but it ended up turning out amazing anyway because the schemes were already there especially on offense and, and they were somewhat aggressive on offense. And the players just played out of their mind. It was, it was high intensity from the start. You saw a lot of nerves, too, and a lot of mistakes. But what a wrap-up to a wacky weekend with one of the all-time great games, really. I mean, I, I can complain all I want about the defenses and be upset. But in the end of the day, wow, wow. And I ended up 2-2. Two and two, So I was wrong on everything. I was wrong on my picks. I was even wrong about picking, for me, what I was going to end up. I thought I'd be 1-3. <laughs> but anyways, all right, I'll, I'll come back with some... Um, deeper analysis on each of these games.